So Romans chapter 5, from verse 1 to 5. It's a short read, but uh, there's quite a lot, but uh, the Lord will guide us and help us. Let me, as usual, share my screen. Um, okay, can you guys see my screen? Screen. Okay. So Romans chapter 5, from verse 1 to 5. And I read, it says, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Verse 3. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope. Now, hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So, were we all able to read this or study this passage? Did everyone read it? I did. Okay. I did. Okay. Wonderful. Thank you. Yes. Okay. Okay, so let's let's go into it. Um as you can see, the title says faith triumphs in trouble and there's one i mean the whole thing but there's there's a particular um there's a key message here which hopefully by the grace of god we're able to pick out but it starts off saying therefore having been justified by faith we have peace with god through our lord jesus christ What does it mean to be justified? Anyone wants to just quickly? What does it mean to be justified? You say a person is justified. Here it says justified by faith. What do we understand? Made righteous in the sight of God, and if God's like, like justify, like might be like when you've been vindicated or something, okay. or made righteous in the sight of God in a in a Christian context. Mm. Okay, okay, thank you. So basically, 
acquitted, um, you're declared guiltless. Um, if it's in the court of law, I believe, even in the context of Christianity, our walk with God or our faith walk, justified, like you said, is um, made righteous. When it says, therefore, having been justified, this justification is by the working of faith. I know last week we talked about, no, two weeks ago, I think, talked about faith. And we again, we've said it many times. Scripture says it. Faith comes by hearing and by hearing the word of God. And when we talked about faith, we, we, we realized that whenever the scripture said there in Hebrews 11, by faith, this person did this and this. It was by, it, 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 it was saying by the revelation of the word of God, by God revealing his word, this person did this and this. Because again, without faith, it's impossible to please God. And here it says, having been justified, having been made guiltless, having been acquitted from sin, by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And like Houston said, made righteous before God. And we know, we now, we know that the righteousness we have now is righteousness by faith through Christ Jesus. So it is in Christ Jesus that we have, uh, that we are justified. So we have peace with God because we are made righteous or guiltless in Jesus Christ. And just to show us um, some scripture, let me just go to Isaiah 32. It also shows the workings of righteousness. Uh, where is it? No. Isaiah 32, verse 17. Isaiah 32, verse 17 says, the work of righteousness will be peace. So basically unrighteousness, like we've said many times, is right standing with God. And our right standing with God is when we're in right standing with Jesus Christ. So right standing with God is what will produce peace. And this peace is peace with God. Um, it says, and the effect of righteousness is quietness and assurance forever. Another word there is confidence, security. So you are made secure because of righteousness and because of the peace which you now have with God through righteousness, being justified by faith. We have something we call the peace of God through Jesus Christ or peace with God. And the effect of this righteousness is quietness and assurance or confidence and security forever. Another scripture I want to read just to watch us that point um, is John, I believe it's... Uh, um, 
Is it John 16? Let me see. Yes, John 16, verse 33. John 16, verse 33. It says, no, Jesus here talking about different things. And then he says in 33, he says, these things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. You can see this, you can see the key thing in all the scriptures we've just read so far. Peace, this peace. You know, it says in the world, you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome. That I have overcome is meaning that in Christ, we, because he has overcome. And then when we, are, when we abide in Christ, when we are made righteous in Christ, or we have right standing with God through Jesus Christ, we have this peace. Though even in this world we we'll have tribulation, but it says be of good cheer. As long as you're in me, you have peace. And the part where it says, This peace I give to you is not the peace that the world gives. So let me go back to Romans 5 quickly. So, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God. Take note of let me use my annotation. Take note of we have. We have peace with God through Jesus Christ. Then that says, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace. So there he's saying also through Jesus Christ, we have access so two things now that we have peace with god and then we have access still by faith into what grace can anybody pinpoint access to what access to what does anybody know Anyone knows? I don't get. So it says here, we have peace with God, right? I say take note of where it says we have. This is the result of being justified by faith, right? Mm -hmm. That we have peace with God. Mm -hmm. And it's through Jesus Christ. And it goes on mm -hmm. to say, it is still through Jesus Christ, through whom we also have, he's trying to tell us that we also have something else. And it says we have access by faith into this grace. So I was like, access to what? Into grace. Grace, right? It says yes. this grace. So it's so well. So what I'm asking is, what grace? What do we think is the grace that he's talking about here? I know it's grace. So. But if you, if you look at it well, he's saying into this grace as if he's talking about something. Though it's a grace of God. Remember, grace, grace is like God's support, God's 
undeserved help. I don't know if my question makes it's clear. Is my question clear? Yeah. Yes. Okay. What, what do we think? That what was this grace that he's talking about? It's the grace um, given through Jesus Christ. Okay. And it's gained by faith. Okay. Okay. So okay, let me let me let me let me say something. So you know. You know the mercy of God. Okay, let me not let me not even use that. You know that the what would I use now? The joy, right? Let's say the joy of the Lord. Do we are we are we going to call it the joy of the Lord? Like when we have joy in Christ, is it is it would it qualify as a grace from God to us? Yes. Yes, right? It's yes. part of the grace of God. So he's talking about a particular grace here. So let's read it again. It says, we have peace, right? With God through our Lord Jesus Christ. It says, through whom also we have access. Access, that means we have entrance. We have the opportunity to approach something that is in God. Says by faith into this grace in which we stand. Or should I just say it? <laughs> We've said it before. Should I say it? Or does anybody still want to try? <laughs> yes, please. You can say it. Peace with God. Remember what we read, right? It says righteousness. By righteous, the work of righteousness. How does that scripture go again? By the work of righteousness, it brings peace, right? Yes. Yeah? And then yeah. Jesus said, in me, you have peace. And when you read this, it says, being justified, the, the result of our reconciliation with God or made justified, or made right with God, is that we now have peace. We're no longer in enmity with God. We have peace. And this peace, I believe, is the foundation that we have, that we can approach God, because we are no longer, we are no longer part of his enemies. You understand? We are now peace. So this is a foundation on which we stand on. And he's now saying, we also have access by faith into this grace that we stand which is talking about it is the peace of god remember that which also says that the the effect of righteousness is quietness and assurance forever if you read other translation to say confidence security forever Hello, are you there? I can't hear anything. Yes, I can hear you. 
maybe the network. Okay, can you hear me now? I don't know what happened. Yeah. You know, maybe the network. Maybe. Okay, let me go back to share my screen. Okay. So, I was saying that what he was talking about, the grace he's talking about in which we stand is peace with God. I don't know if we see it. Do we agree? Before I move on. Yes, we do. I, I do. Yes, yes. Do we see? Do we see it? When we read it again, we see he's saying that this peace is a grace that we stand on. And then in us, he now says it also through Jesus Christ that we have access to this peace. Because it's a it's a sure security. And when I was reading this. Pondering on it. Because we well, being, being justified or walking, being right with God produces peace with God. And when we have peace with God, we can approach him with, 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 with boldness. We're not ashamed. We can come boldly to the throne of grace. We 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 are secured no matter what because it's going is again is heading somewhere remember jesus said in in the world you have tribulation right but in me or first he said in me you have peace but in the world you have tribulations but he says be of good cheer i have overcome why because of the peace that we have in him it is that peace that keeps us secure that no matter what is happening without as long as you don't lose your peace, you are fine. You are secure. Many times, situations, the enemy, through situations, through happenings, through different things, what he seeks to destroy is that peace, either through sin or even through unbelief or even through anxiety or through so many things, fears, because these things cause us to act in ways that are outside the will of God. And when people act outside the will of God, they, they lose their peace. And when they lose their peace, it's like they, they, they move out of alignment. And then Satan can, you know, really finish the work that he started or he can attack. When a person loses this peace with God, they don't have confidence to approach. So he's, I believe when I was thinking about what came to me was this access to so that in case you also move out there is also access back to this grace 
which we stand. And it's still by faith. And this is where we'll bring again reconciliation. And, you know, I, 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 earlier in the day, Emmanuel sent me a scripture, Psalm 32, and I was reading it. I was reading it. And I went back to read this. And, you know, if we read Psalm 32, let me just quickly go there. It says, uh oh, sorry. That was a mistake. Uh, okay, if we read Psalm 32 quickly. It says, blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, right? Whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord does not impute iniquity and whose spirit there is no deceit. Now, when you read everything, time will not permit us to, you know, but when you see it here that he said something, the writer said, I acknowledge, verse five says, I acknowledged my sin to you and my iniquity I have not hidden. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. You know, scripture just says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Right? No, like I said, when, when we, or like we know, when a person sins, yeah. They lose their peace, mm -hmm. right? Now, yeah. when they lose their yeah. peace, like they are out of alignment. But he now says you still have access to that peace that you lost by faith. So it's by faith we now go and reconcile with God again and say, God, I am sorry for what I did. I confess, forgive me. And by faith, what? We are restored back to what? That grace, that peace. So I believe. Let me go back to that scripture, Romans 5. So I believe he's, he, 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 because he would have just stopped in, we have peace with God. But he's also mentioning that it's also through Jesus Christ, it's not through another means. It's through the same Lord and Savior, our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. The same way that we're made justified in the beginning is the same way that we still have access to the peace in case you know, for some reason, we move out of alignment. Because many times, what, like I said, what the enemy seeks to steal is peace, the peace we have with God. To put enmity between God and man. That's what he did to Adam, to man, in the beginning, through Adam and Eve. To put enmity. But through Jesus Christ, when he came, he restored that access to God. And through him, we have continuous access through the blood of Jesus. And we have access by faith. And when we apply it, what? We have peace with God. So I believe that that's, that's clear, right? What I was trying to, even though I moved, took a while. 
what I was trying to say. Is it, is it did I, uh, is it understood? I want to be sure. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah. Yes, okay. okay, okay, awesome. So, now says we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand. It says, and rejoice. Because when we now have peace with God, through that access, see that access we have that we have to God, and we we now or that grace that we are standing on, which is peace with God, a lot can happen. A lot of trans, a lot of exchange can happen with God because of that foundation. We have peace with Him. We can receive more grace. We can receive, you know, and then He now says here and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. It is because of this peace with God that we now have joy. We rejoice in the hope that is in the expectation, ultimate expectation, which is the hope of the glory of God. And we all know the glory of God is Christ Jesus. Or the glory is the revelation of Christ Jesus. When he will be revealed to us. So it's that peace with God that keeps one in, you understand that, that helps you to be secure in God even till that time. So it's the most important thing we are meant to protect. The peace we have with God through righteousness. So we rejoice in expectation of the glory of God when he shall be revealed in his coming. And it now says, not only that, not only that, it says, but we also glory in tribulation. He's not trying to, I believe he was not trying to break it down. He's trying to move in detail how this hope that we have, how it is also formed. Because there's a way it's formed. It's not just hope. It's not just the. Um, it's not expectation. It's not an expectation that doesn't have a base or a foundation. So it's not only that, but we also glory. That is, we also. If you check the 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 again the meaning of glory, there's so many things. There's praise. There is, but one one. This I saw was we it was one minute I saw was take pleasure in. We take pleasure in. We rejoice in tribulation. And notice that it didn't just say tribulation, it said tribulations. S S meaning. Like Jesus said, Jesus already said it. In this world, you will have tribulation. But be of good, you have overcome. So we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance. I want us to underline, or let me under, you underline the word knowing. Knowing. You see, you might have peace with God, right? And then tribulations come. And when tribulations come, if we don't know that this 
the distribution. God is using it to produce something. We can still lose our peace. Does that make sense? Awesome. We can still lose our peace. Because of what? Lack of knowledge. Knowing. Knowing. But once that knowledge is there, it helps us to understand our situation. Helps us to, when, so when we understand, have an understanding of, okay, God is using this to produce something in me, to, to do his work in me then we are able to secure our peace and not allow anything to steal it or not allow anything to, you know, quench it. And then we go through it and then it what? It produces perseverance. In King James, it says patience. Patience. And perseverance or patience here means the ability to continue in something regardless of difficulty, regardless of trials, regardless of tribulation or distress or mishap or, 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 or uh, uh, sufferings. Why? We allow it because we know, we know, we know that God is using it for something. Right, and then. So okay. Okay, yes, yes. Please go on. I just wanted to ask a question about the tribulation. So this is like all tribulations, all sufferings, right? Is that correct? So. Uh, okay, so <laughs> let me let me put it this way, right? God is uh -huh. able to use every situation some situations of course it is we who went to put <laughs> went to you understand we put ourselves mm -hmm. in those situations based on our actions that are outside but you see i've realized that even in those situations right when we give it to god he's still able to use it to produce this mm. does that make sense there are some times it's that it's not you didn't you did yes, you didn't do anything. It's not because you are you have sinned. Mm -hmm. You just experience affliction, experience suffering, because it's part of again. You are reminded of when he says, James says, count it all joy, right? When we go through mm -hmm. diverse trials. Diverse that means all kinds. Today might be your funds. Today you don't have money. Tomorrow is your food. Next tomorrow is you know, you are not feeling fine. The other days, I mean, God forbid, but the other days, the loss of, do you understand? Maybe somebody, mm -hmm. just different things. Oh, this, or another time is, this thing is not happening the way you want it to. Go, all these things, just any difficult situations. It's count it all joy when you go through diverse trials, knowing that, knowing that this is the testing of your faith. And the testing of your faith produces patience. Do you see it? It's the same thing here. Yeah. Right? It produces patience. Mm -hmm. And we know patience, like I said, is the 
is an ability to be able to continue in something, not grumbling, not complaining. I think a long time we've talked about patience, but continue with an understanding. Remember it says knowing, knowing that this thing produces this because it keeps going. So, and it now says in James that when we allow patience to complete its full work, right? We become perfect, lacking nothing, which is where I, I believe this scripture is also going to. So the tribulation can be based on something, of course, you did not do. It's just, again, Jesus already said it in this world, because we live in a fallen world. So tribulations will occur, whether you sin or you did not sin, right? But mm-hmm. it's, it's good not to <laughs> cause your own <laughs> cause your own tribulation. But again, however, God is able to still, <laughs> when we give it to God, is able to still use it to 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 do His work in us if we allow Him. Did I that answer yes. the question? Okay. Yes. Okay. Thank you so much. Yeah. We thank God. So now says knowing tribulation produces perseverance and like I said, patience, ability to continue with something you know amidst difficulty. And then again, still knowing this knowledge is still there. It says perseverance and perseverance produces what? Character. Character. When you look at the root in King James, it says experience. Yeah? It says experience. If you look at the root word, or the root meaning, sorry, of what is here, you see the word experience. You see another word, proof. Proof meaning you have been proven, you have been tried. You know when they say something is tried by fire, right? It has been tested and proven. So it's not fake. You understand? It's not fake and it cannot be taken. It cannot be stolen. Did you want to say something? Did someone want to say something? No, 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 no. Okay, okay. So, experience. Because many times, hmm, even when we read things in scripture, if the Lord wants to really bless us, what he does is to give us an experiential knowledge of that thing. Experiential knowledge. We read about love. We read about this. Yes, we read it. We know it. We know it. We actually know it. We, we, we can claim to, but you see, I've realized that I can never claim something if I have not gone through it. So God blesses us with 
experiential knowledge. And sometimes this experiential knowledge come, they come through the gate of a difficult situation where you have to express that fruit of the spirit. It might be love, it might be kindness, but it will, it, it will, it will, it might cause a discomfort, but that is, like I said, it will produce something in you that cannot be stolen. Because again, it has been proven. And when it continues, it produces, New King James calls it character. When you say a man, when you, when you see someone and say, this man has character. It's not because he just did something once. It's because it has been seen in him or in her. It has been seen. This person has testified of it. They've been a, you know, a, um, they've witnessed it. He has done it over time, right? And then I say, oh, this man has this character. Does that and approved? Yes. So. And you cannot have that except through experience. It's, it's by his experience. So that's why even King, King James uses experience. So he produces experience. And experience, hope. You know why? Because now says, okay, and character, hope, or in King James, and experience, hope. Hope, again, we know is like an expectation. You know why it produces hope? Because over time, even in those situations, oh, Satan wanted to make you feel, oh, this thing will kill me. Hey, I will, I will not be able to survive. God said, don't worry, go through it. And you went through it and you came out. You came out of it. As you came out of it, right? You, you realize that. Why was I even afraid? Why was I anxious in that situation? He comes again. Another one happens. You go through it and you come out in victory. It happens over time that has created a track record of something. It has now brought an understanding and that understanding gives you a knowledge, gives you, it helps you to establish the fact that God is faithful in every situation. And because of that, you have a hope that even in the tri general tribulation of this world, God is faithful. That's, you will know that he's faithful even when he says, I'm coming back. I don't know if that makes sense. I probably did not. I know I did not say it well, but I know what I want to say. <laughs> um, so because of how God has been faithful, right, in difficult situations, these are, these are different situations, but ultimately there is the tribulation of our work, waiting on God, on the completion of our salvation, on the complete salvation of our God. So because of his faithfulness in this, in our experience through all of these, he produces a hope, the hope of the glory of God, the hope of the revelation of Jesus Christ, even at the end. Does that make sense? Yes. Yep. Yep. Okay. Okay. And then this hope, you see, this hope now that has been formed, it cannot be stolen. 
it because it has been, as Manuel said, it has been tested and proven. It has been tested and proven. As I'm saying it, I'm reminded of a let me quickly go there. Reminded of this scripture, First Peter, First Peter chapter one. Let me read from First Peter chapter one, right? From verse uh, from verse three, we can see it, right? Yes, we can see. Okay, it. so let's read. It says, "Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ." who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again. That is, has made us born again. To what? Do you see there? To what? A living hope. A living hope. Through who? Through the resurrection of our Lord Jesus from the dead. So we believe, faith. It says to an, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you. This who are kept by the power of God through what? Faith. Through faith. Let me stop. Through faith for salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. This ready to be revealed is what? At the revelation of Jesus Christ. at the revelation of Jesus Christ. He now says, in this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved. Have you seen it? Do you see it there? Do you see what yes. I'm going to? You have been what? What do you say? You have been grieved by what? Various, Various trials. trials. Various trials. You didn't say by a trial. Various, diverse tribulations. You know that scripture that says, many are the affliction of the righteous, isn't it? Yeah. But it says, but the Lord, but the Lord delivers him from them all. You see, when we understand that tribulations and trials are part of the work, is part of the blessing. Because that's where God has hidden true riches. He hid it there because he knows that, because again, flesh will never glory in God. So he hid it in a place where flesh will never like to go. Nobody likes to suffer. Me, I don't like to suffer. <laughs> <laughs> it's true now. Does anybody on this call like to suffer? <laughs> no. <laughs> Nobody likes to suffer. The flesh is not pleasant. But, so he hid, he hid the real treasures there so that flesh will not have access to it. The only one who will have access to it is the spirit. So by the spirit, that's why it says Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be what? To be tempted of the devil. That was not an easy experience. That's not an experience that you just say, oh, let's go to the park or let's go for holiday in the wilderness to be tempted. No, no. Your flesh would not like that. 
Many times you just find yourself in situations that you are just plunged into. You don't even realize until you are in the heat of it that you're actually in the wilderness. Or you're actually in, in various trials. So, you have been, even though, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials. Why? It says in verse 7 that what? That the genuineness of your what? Faith. Being much more precious than gold that perishes. Though it is tested by fire. So that it may be found what? To what? Praise, honor, and glory. When? What does it say? When? At the revelation of Jesus. At the revelation of Jesus Christ. The genuineness of your faith. It's these things. They will help to make your faith genuine. When you say, I have patience. It's not because you said it with mouth. It is because you have been through a situation that, that forced you by the spirit to exercise patience and if any part of your flesh was destroyed and you broke into a realm of patience so you increased in capacity the same thing with love the same thing with so that you come to a point where nothing can take away again don't forget what we're talking about peace with god nothing can take away your peace with God because situations are able to take away our peace. When in a situation and then we're downcast, we are, we are we're discouraged, you understand? And then you see, Satan now comes and it causes us to begin to question God if, if you, because when we read, when we go back, right, you see what it says about that hope. In fact, let's just go there. Let me just, I just wanted to come here to, as I was speaking, that's, I was led to come here. So Romans chapter five, let me go back to it. So this hope that it produces, in our talk says something about this hope in verse five, it says now hope does not what? Disappoint. This hope will not disappoint. Why? It says, because the love of God has been poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. All these things, right? Remember, he's standing on what? There's something he's standing on. What's that? Peace with God. There's a security he's standing on. Righteousness. By faith in Christ Jesus, which produces peace with God. Remember, we, we, without that peace, we will be, we cannot stand before God. If you go back and read that, um, uh, what's the name? Psalm 32. You see where the writer was not saying, Your hand was heavy on me. I was, I couldn't, because he didn't have peace with God. Then he now said, Oh, I will confess my sin. Because again, we all know. That whenever we're not in right standing with God and we know our conscience is breaking us, so many, you know, we don't have peace. You hear the word and your heart. So the cure is to immediately reconcile 
And when you reconcile, you find out that that thing leaves you. Whether it's condemnation, whether it's it leaves, because now you have reconciled with God and now you have peace. And because of that foundation, you are able to pray. You're able to pray seamlessly. You're able to come to God or to approach the throne of grace without being ashamed. You are able to you're able to stand before God again without being ashamed because you have peace with God. And it's on that foundation that he says what? Because that we, all this happens and it produces this hope and this hope which does not disappoint. Why? Because through that channel, through that access, eh, the Holy Spirit keeps pouring the love of God in our hearts. So we are secure in God. No matter what happens, no matter what somebody says, right? No matter who, li- no matter who leaves you. Do you understand? No matter the heart from people, no matter anything, because these are things that are able to shake the foundation of a man, that are able to, you know, shake his footing or shake her footing. Because, isn't it, because of people lost money or people, you know, uh, uh, maybe in a relationship or broken or something like that, it causes them to just lose their faith. God, why would you allow such a thing happen to me? Then you, you understand, you conclude, God does not love me. Isn't it? Right? Yeah. Yeah. So when you think about it, you see how it's very layered. Layered. And everything is, I believe, is hinged on this peace with God. This is the foundation. And this foundation, yeah, it is important to have this foundation with what? Knowledge, knowing. When you know, so that when tribulations come, because of your knowledge, you understand that this thing is not forever, it's for a time and it's doing a work in me, so I will go through it. When I go through it, it will produce something in me, perseverance or patience, And when I allow patience to complete his work, I become perfect, lacking nothing. I I become proven. And it forms a character. And this character is what produces hope. And this hope does not disappoint. Because continually, because we are what? We have peace with God. Yes, there is free flow of the access or there is complete, there's no hindrance to the access of the love of God by the Holy Spirit into our hearts to guard our hearts, to protect our hearts from whatever is happening around us. Hence, Jesus said, in me, you have peace. In the world, you have tribulation, but be of good cheer. Be happy. Rejoice, regardless of what is happening. As long as you're in me. As long as you abide in me. Why? Because I have overcome. And he who abides in Christ 
will also overcome. So I'll stop here so that I can give room for every other person to speak. So yeah. Does anybody want to share anything or have anything or do you have anything to say? Please. The floor is open. Peace with God. Anyone has anything they want to say? show yep like uh any question or any question or comment any question surrounding something a lot has been said like is there any question please don't be shy don't don't hold it in your question might help me sir your contributions to or comments. Anyone? Maybe, um, I don't know. When I at least when we started, you asked that did we all study, and at least I have some mm. positive response response from everyone. So at least I come on, there should be something you know, something from us all. At least show up something. I'm just looking forward to that. Really, like you know, same here. That, <laughs> It will always be just in, in, you know, it's not, we're all here from, to, to learn from each other and the Holy Spirit is very dynamic, very, very dynamic. So please guys, I, I'm sure that there should be something, something that you just like to, maybe in addition. Okay, since so that we turn to yes. So um as you were I just wanted to add uh something really small because as you were um speaking, I mm. I asked a question concerning um tribulation, if all tribulations that we face are from him, and you answer that and that really makes sense. And I just wanted to add that scripture also lets us know that. All things work out for the good of those who love the Lord. Mm. And that is to encourage ourselves when we're going through these trials. Mm. Mm. Thank you so much. Yes. That's, that's, that's very true. Once again, it's part of, it's part of the knowledge, you know, it's part of the knowledge, knowing that 
all things work together for the good of them that love God and are called according to his purpose. So when, when we remember that always, he helps us to go through it, you know, enjoy and to allow the workings of God to take place. Um, yeah. So thank you. Thank you for that. That's, thank you for that. Yep. Thank you very much, Mishila. Uh, you know, uh, Jesus, Jesus. Okay. Let me just give some insight to what I got, you know, the, the, the sweet thing about the Holy Spirit and why I, I always long for things like this is that the Holy Spirit is very diversify you know there are many mainstreams to him so and mm. the reason why he does that is that you know say that for the edification of the body of christ mm. okay so you know when you read the scripture by by time is true by time i'm true by time we're true they always have something so he always has something in addition as i was saying that i was following through what he was saying and at least i just added three things for me, as it is like three things. So I would just like, I would just, in addition to what you has said, I would just like to, you know, uh, add my own understanding also. Yeah, okay. Uh, it define what justification, we define what justification is, you know, um, the first question that came to my mind was, you know, what brought about justification? You know, this justification that we are talking about, what mm. brought about it? And the, the first thing that came to mind was in Romans 4.25. Can you just, that's the previous chapter, the last verse there. And I read, he said, who was delivered for our offenses, he's talking about Jesus Christ, and was raised again for our justification. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, Jesus, so I said, so I wrote Jesus raising from the grave. And second thing again, that brought about our justification, you know, I'm just trying to understand the basic is by faith. And that we find in Romans 5, 1. It said, therefore, being justified by faith. That's another thing that brings about justification, is faith. And the third thing is by his blood. And we see this in Romans 5, 9. So we we'll see it when we go down, there's Romans 5, 9. It wrote there, it says that much more than being now justified by his blood. So for my own study, when this scripture, those are the three things that brought about justification, you know, that we stand it on. And so um brought about okay so for the faith you know 
the fifth part, you know, that brought about justification. So I was not getting an insider, you know, then faith, like trying to de define this faith that brought about justification is talking about, you know, faith is not being, is being not justified by works. There's an understanding that we should get about this faith, but by believing in God who has already finished the works that is required for acceptance. I'm just trying to explain the faith part. You know, so, so I said, so faith can be defined as entering, talking about this faith that brought about justification can be defined as entering and living from a standpoint of victory by believing in Christ Jesus who came to finish the works of the Father. Like I said, faith is not being, is being not justified by works, no, but by faith. And we said this in John 5, John 5, 36, when Jesus said that he has come to finish the work of the Father. And this brought about an understanding to me that no man can finish or perfect the workings of God except God himself. It takes only God to start and to bring to perfection. It is no man. So no man can therefore boast, no matter what we do. And if we see it, we will understand that also that faith without work is what? Dead. Is dead, right? But yet in this, he's saying that not work, but by faith. So I'm like, well, then what does this mean? And this brought me understanding there are two types of works according to the scripture. The unfinished work according to the old era and the old era, according to the old era which we stand on, which is the law. There was a work that is consistent with that. And that work can never bring about Faith can never bring about perfection in the sight of God. Yet the same faith with that work is work. But there's another work now. The second work is not the work that is a the second work is the work that is consistent with the new era that we are now living in. When it said now faith, I said that that's talking about a new era, and how we live is by faith. In that new era is by faith. So this new era. There's also work there, but this work is based on the finished work of Christ. So I'm trying to put to point there, you know, if I say that it's not by works, yet they say that faith without works is dead. The understanding is that there are two different works. The first one, like I said, is that which of the Old Testament, which never pleases God. But this new one, Christ has finished the work. So he's not calling us into it. So the work that we are working now is not the work that Christ has finished. So it's the work that is perfected. I don't know if we understand that. So I said, so our pleasing of God cannot be based on works, though we still need to work, but it is solemnly based on what Christ has already done. So no matter how we fast, pray, you know, do all this stuff, 
what makes it acceptable is because of the sacrifice of Jesus. And the question is, why do we need to work then? Why do we still need to work? If we're saying that it is not by work, is that we are a progeny of God and work is part of God. That is very, very key. I'm just trying to explain that very, very key. We are a progeny of work. Work is part of God, but there are two works. There's the old work and the new work. And so when we, are, when we see that faith without work is void, it's talking about the work of the new era, the work that Jesus has come to finish and he has brought us into it. So that is that about that. So when we now look into this topic of today, he said that justification by faith brought to us. There were three things that I understood from this scripture that the justification by faith brought to us. It brought to us peace with God because the peace of God that we're talking about was brought about what he said that therefore being justified as Romans 5.1 by faith, we have peace. The reason why we have peace is solemnly based on what? Justified by faith. So we have peace with God, which you has dealt with that very, very much. And the second thing for me is, this is, is he said that access into grace, wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. This is where I'll be coming in in a different way. Said access into grace, wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory. That glory there is talking about the honor. So if we substitute that glory with honor, say that when we stand and rejoice in hope of the honor of God. What does this mean? So that meaning a believer is meant to be standing, and when we stand, is living by the supply of the Spirit, because grace there simply means in a very in a very very simple meaning, you know, understanding Spirit supplies. That's my own understanding of grace. It's just the supply of the Spirit, which can be anything. It can be anything. So spirit supply. So he's saying that I mean, a believer is meant to be standing, that's what understanding, or living by the supplies of the spirit. And this means that when our existence is now in partnering with the Holy Spirit, that means it must bring us to a point where our existence, the way we are living, is now based on what the spirit is supplying, the access is giving us, the denial of the spirit. There are so many things that we want to do on our own, but when we ask the Holy Spirit, He will say no to them. As a believer, we must be, you know, we must come to that point where we stand and rejoice because it is in this that God, what that brings honor, what brings honor to God is the obedience. Rejoicing in hope of the honor of God. So I said, our rejoicing should not be tied by this present age material acquisition. Our rejoicing, that rejoicing we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Nor in material acquisition, nor flattering praises of men because of our gift. Rather, our standing or living is becoming, I said, oh, rather, when our standing and living is becoming more accurate, it will begin to produce a new experience of rejoicing 
which solemnly is built around our spiritual heritage in Christ Jesus, in which God's honor is built around. I'm trying to say that I'm, my, my main emphasis is honor, rejoicing in the hope of the honor of God. And what this means is that meaning God's honor is built around our spiritual heritages. The more we lay hold of our spiritual heritages and harness them, the more we can bring about honor to God's name in the world around us. This rejoicing in hope of God's glory, this rejoicing in hope of the honor of God, we can even pray, is not in mundane things, but rather in our spiritual heritage. I've been talking about spiritual heritage, and we can see this in Luke 10, 17. In Luke 10, 17, I'll quickly go there. I'm just trying to watch because of time. Luke 10, 17. It says, and the 70 returned again with joy. And they came back rejoicing. In other, in other translation, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. I'm trying to people, can you see where they are rejoicing is tied to? Their rejoicing wasn't tied to the fact that, oh, they went, you know, you know, and when they were coming back from the place of assignment, from what God gave them, you know, they were they were given on the Negron, they were they were blessed, they have, they were given money, you know, because nowadays we are entering a place where 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 our rejoicing is based on the material things that we receive. Whereas there is a rejoicing that honors God is in. In that which honor God, and that there, there, there is a name, and that is the spiritual heritage that Christ gave them. One of the spiritual heritage we have is power. And once we, be, we begin to harness and make use of this, it will bring honor to God. Because what power does is that the power of God displaces the power of darkness. And that is why we are called and brought into this faith. So we see here that they were rejoicing because what they were able to tap into their spiritual heritage, which is which Christ Jesus has given them. And they came back, they were rejoicing that, oh, in your name we did this, in your name we did this. That should be what should bring joy to us is what, what brings honor to God in our lives and not the other things because now you know we rejoice because god has blessed us most time we want to rejoice because god has done this no but the main rejoicing should come in things that honor god and we can only get this through our spiritual heritage in name mm. and i move to the thoughts because of time i'm just i don't want to go the thought thing, like I said, I talked about justification by faith brought to us. It brought to us peace with God. Like I said, you has really dealt with that. And the second thing is access into grace, wherein we stand. This is where we stand in this access into this grace. This, this grace is a supply of the spirit. When we stand and rejoice, like I said, in the honor of God. In, rejoice in the hope of the honor of God. That is, we are open that when we step in by faith, when we step out by faith, we know that God's name will be honored. 
We don't know how it will happen, but we believe in that name, Jesus. So I want to encourage us to believe in the name of Jesus and to step out in faith into the world that we are in. And for me, it is something that I'm hungry, I'm crying out for. Our spirituality is power. That's what really brings honor to God. So we should strive towards it. It's already there. And the third thing is, he said, and, said, and also glory in tribulation. And that glory there, if you look at the root word, is rejoice. Now, if you look at that glory of the second one and this one, you, you think they're the same thing. No. Now, this glory now talks about what rejoice, not honor. He said that, and also glory in tribulations. That means, and also rejoicing in tribulations. Tribulation means affliction, troubles, persecutions. So I said, once we give our life to Christ Jesus, the enemy has already declared war on us. There's something we should have mm -hmm. at the back of our mind. Mm -hmm. That the day you give your life to Christ Jesus, the enemy has already declared war on you. Meaning the battle line has been drawn. So I said, when, when our lifestyle as a believer is by that which the spirit only supplies, that is living by grace. I've said that what that is, that spirit supply is something that a true believer, our living, our standing should be based on. And this is what we see in the first apostles, the first church. Everything they were doing, they were doing it what? By the spirit, according to this, as well as instructed by the spirit. So when now, when, when our lifestyle as a believer is by that which the Spirit only supplies, then by that singular act, we will begin to experience some higher level. Now, like I said, if we first, once you give your life to Christ, there's already a battle line. Then when you now go higher in grace, living by grace, by what is supplied, by that singular act, we begin to now experience some higher level of tribulation. And it will always come the enemy will always use, it will always come by our loved ones, by family, society, friends, religious leaders. And I'm talking about wherever you find yourself in a religion gathering and your religious leader there, when you are living by the supply, that's my main point, of the spirit, there is a higher level of tribulation that will come in. And it will come into all these means, spiritual death and the world. All these things we begin to experience them in a new dimension, in a higher dimension. So I said, many people or things will begin to fight us when we decide as believers, when we've gotten by the grace of God to hungry that God, I just want to live my life by the supply of the Spirit. I want to live my life based on grace. That is what mm -hmm. grace is really about. That means anything else that the Holy Spirit is not giving, I will not be found dead. So I said that many people, things will begin to fight you. And if care is not taken, you will become, will become discouraged and will eventually throw in, in the tower. But there is a secret that can help us in that situation. 
And the secret is that what? But if the hope in the glory of God, now I'm going back to the second question, but if the hope in the honor and substituting that glory of God is what comes forth to us as believers, it's, it's really peculiar for us to put this in mind. If the glory, that is the honor of God, is what comes to it, it was come first to us as believers, then what then that singular art will help furnish in us, will help furnish in our heart by the Holy Spirit, by the Holy Spirit, a rejoicing that is not peculiar to this world. And with that, we have an unusual strength to keep us standing till the end. For this for us to overcome this tribulation, it is found in the second. And what is that? Is that the first thing that comes to your mind is that you want to honor God. You hope in the honor of God. That is your first thing. What pleases God? What, you know, if that is in your mind, if that is your consciousness, in that singular act, what is there is that it will not produce in us. There is a strength that God releases for us. To, pull, to carry us through those tribulations, in this period of tribulation, so that we can move and end. we can move from, you know, from tribulation to perseverance, to patience, to this, there is a strength that you need to migrate, to be migrating through them. If that strength is not supplied, you cannot move to the next, we'll be stuck with one. So, um, okay, so to the end, so I said, and this book also, you know, where it said that the joy of the Lord is my strength. If you remember, that is Nehemiah 8, and he said, the joy of the Lord is my strength. So, so when we make his joy our first priority in life, it will in turn produce a strength in us. That is the strength that we are going to have to scale through our tribulations. And yeah, I said, God intends to use, intends to use our tribulation to bring us to a place where our hope, the, say, the essence, when tribulation comes, there's an end to it. There's an end point view in the eyes of God. And later to talk about that, Lord, God intends, there's intention in God. God doesn't, like he said, some tribulation is not from God, it's, it's caused by us. Whether by us, by the devil, or by our doing, or by or by God's doing, there's God. You know, all things work together for good. Like Sheila said, it works together for your good when you believe in God, when you have faith in God, when you live according to what honors God. God intends to bring tribulation. God intends to use our tribulation to bring us to a place where our hope, that hope, like I said, is not of this world, but of the world to come. That was where. There was certain so many scriptures, you know, that hope that make it not ashamed. He's talking about something that transcends beyond this world. So that's the intention of God for us. So I will round up with this in Luke 10 20. Luke 10 20. So I'll just round up with this. Something that amazed me. Uh, you know, in 17, that's where we find out, you know, 
where the 17 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. Okay. Okay, let me read from 17 to 20. And he said, that's 18, unto them, I beard Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of enemy, and nothing shall by enemies hurt you. Then he said something in verse 20 that struck me. He said, notwithstanding, in this rejoice, in this rejoice not, that the spirit are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. I'm tying it to that hope. Still tying it to that hope. But it will amaze you now. He was talking about to 70 people on a literal, if you take the word of the Lord on a face value, the 70 man have thought that, oh, he has, he has told them that their name is already written in heaven. Right? That's not what he's saying. Because we now find out that, that at every point of time, God will raise the bar. That means what will be requested of us. God will raise the bar. And when God raised the bar from 17, they became what? 11. I don't know maybe because I'm saying. They became 11. So that thing, that's 11. So in the end, it is those that when God is raising the bar, they are still, they still continue. Those are the people that have hope. Those are, in that, those are the people that are really hopeful. Those are the people that we can see that have hope. So that's what he's saying that your name is fitting down. And he's talking about it is when you continue, you will continue. The bar will be raised, tribulations. And he has said that in the world to come, there will be many trials. There will be many, as what is written, the bar will be raised. It is only those who are still consistent in what? In rejoicing in the honor of God. That means we must continue to honor God with our lives. It's not a one-time thing. It's not a two-time thing. It's a continuation. It's a continuation. As the bar is being raised, one thing is at our mind. I want to honor God. I want to live a life that honor God. I want to do things that honor God. So in every situation, whether good or bad, that should be at the mind of every believer. It is what will bring honor to God. And as that is in our mind, those are the people that really have hope in the world to come. And my prayer is that as God, whenever God is raising the bar, that we will not be found wanting, that we have the grace, the supply of God, you know, to keep striving. As God is raising the bar, we'll keep striving, we'll keep striving, we'll keep striving until the very end. Because like I said, it was 70 people that he said this to, but we found at the time that in the end, it was 11 that stood with him until the very end. And those are the ones later on in the speech, you, you see something that he started praying for them that what I pray for them for this one, not, you know, those are the ones that he now really, really brought into this very hope. So this hope is not just because once you give your life, you have this hope. No, it's that you continue. And what you continue is that you want to honor God with our lives in every situation. And the bar will be raised. Let's have a recommend if you continue to be raised. But I pray that we will not fall short in the mighty name of Jesus.
So that's what I have to say. Thank you. Amen. Thank you so okay, much. Um, yes, please go on. Can you all hear me? Okay. Yes. Good evening, everyone. And um, thank yes. you, Emeka. Um, um, and thank you as well, Emmanuel. And um, one thing I really picked from what Emmanuel said when he was talking about work, something that just jumped at me was um, when the Bible talks about, you know, giving Christ, um, giving Christ our burdens because our burdens are heavy, that is giving him our works. And instead taking on his, which is already, which is light, which is his finished work. So while we are to do work, while faith without works is dead, the work that we are to do, or where we are to work in is in Christ's finished work. And also from everything that has been said so far, um, Two scriptures just really came to mind. That is um, Isaiah 40, verse 31, and Colossians 1, verses 24 to 27. So, Isaiah what? Um, Sorry, Isaiah 40, um, 40, 31. Okay. Isaiah 40, 31. Isaiah 40, 31. Yes, which is, which is something that is very... Um, which is something that's very common to us, or the scripture that we always talk about. And those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. And they shall not walk with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Now, of course, this scripture is not. This scripture is not talking about literal walking, like or running or flying, as per se. He's talking about different stages of trials and tribulations that we will face mm. as believers. And um, in these different stages, where we will draw our strength from is the Holy Spirit, because he is by our justification in Christ, the Holy Spirit is given to us. He is that peace that is given to us through Christ. So when we continue to draw strength from him, when we continue to hide ourselves deeper in the word of God, as we continue to, um, um, as we continue to grow a relationship with the Holy Spirit, become more attuned to the voice of God, we continue to receive strength, even in, even in whatever trials, whatever temptations that it is that we face. So it is not that we will not face these trials, it is that, even in the face of this, we have the spirit of God. So we'll continue to draw strength by that spirit. And also, um, uh, Colossians chapter 1, verses 20, 23, actually. So no, I'll, just, has... I'll read from my Bible because we've got of time. Okay. 1, verse 23 to 27, which okay. says, um, okay, this is as pertaining to this is as pertaining to the hope that we have, even mm. in the face of trials. So if it um, if we continue in the faith, grounded and settled, mm. and be not mm. moved away from the gospel of the uh, hope of the gospel which he has heard and which was preached to every creature which is under heaven, wherefore I Paul am made a minister who now rejoice in my sufferings for you and fill up that which is behind of the afflictions of Christ in my flesh, 
for his body's sake, which is the church. Wherefore, I am made a minister according to the dispensation of God, which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of God, even the mystery which had been hidden from ages and from generations, but now is now made manifest to the saints, to whom God would make known unto the riches of his glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. So um, this is what I believe that Romans chapter um, 5, verses 4, and 5 um, verses 4 and 5 is also trying to say that we have our hope in Christ. We should place our hope in Christ that even in the face of our sufferings, in, in the face of our tribulations, it is all for the glorification of God, which is made known, which is made um, expressed through Christ. So we have that hope, we have that assurance, we have that, that in all things, the name of the Lord is glorified. That in all things, that Christ is Christ is, is spread abroad in our hearts and Christ is preached, even or, or that his glory is spread even to the nations of the world. That even as we work in him, even as we face trials and tribulations, we do not, we are not alone. We are not, we are not, we do not do all these things for nothing. And while these works are not of course in ourselves, it is not for nothing. And it is not like um, Emmanuel said for um, earthly glory, for immediate gratifications or immediate blessings. Mm. But it is for the glory on the other side, the glorification mm. of Christ, the glorification of God. So that's really, for time's sake, that's really um, all I want to share for now. So. Thank you very much, Divine. I really love that Colossians. It really shed light more and gave me more understanding. Thank, thank you very much. Awesome. Thank you so much, Divine. Thank you so much. Thank you, Divine. Thank you. Okay. Houston, do you have anything you want to share? Not really. You guys have said it all. <laughs> okay. Um, so, key um, takeaways, you know, peace with God, you're justified by faith. This is peace with God. And then, access to this grace which also includes the peace with God and every like you said the supplies of the spirit which helps us to have a strong footing and then tribulations no, and then rejoicing he said in the glory in the hope of the glory of God like you said in the hope of the honor of God that is to glorify God and then also rejoicing in sufferings and in tribulations when they come having the knowledge that this is for the glory of God you know it is the glory of God that we are perfected or it is the will of God that we are perfected perfected brings glory 
to God. Um, so, and as we rejoice in those things, it produces able to migrate, produces patience and patience, character, experience and experience, this hope. As long as we continue steadfastly in the faith, the faith that brought us in, faith in Jesus Christ, and we're not shaken, um, continue steadfastly. Um, that hope does not disappoint. And then it will bring, eventually bring the glory of God, which is Christ. Um, yeah, I think that's the summary of everything. I don't know if I missed anything. Summary of just everything <laughs> that... <laughs> Very hard to sum up. Yeah. You, because you said a lot of things. I'm telling you that I just. You, but at least we, we've all learned something. At least I'm telling you exactly something. And yes. and divine to you, we, what what she brought in just gave more more. Yes, that flesh. Flesh too. We thank God. We thank God for you know this, this, this. <laughs> See this scripture here. Yeah? I've read it different times, so but as it was given this week, as I read it again, as in it was like I I had not read it before. <laughs> you know? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Just in fact, when I dropped it, right. When I dropped it you know, in the group and said, this is, I had read it. But today, just today, earlier, I said, let me read it again. Let me study it. Mm. That's when I saw something different. I saw something mm. else. Mm. Which for me personally, it, it actually, it blessed me. It liberated me from something. Mm. You know, it really blessed me, delivered me. Just that understanding. You know, and like you said, it's just the, the, the workings of the Holy Spirit, the dynamic. Yeah. Tomorrow, now you read it again, you release another layer of, of blessings and wisdom of knowledge. The beautiful part is that is that dynamics that they are trying to, you know, quench, you know. Mm. Mm. In the body, I'm telling you, trying to quench the dynamics of God mm. Mm. by just presenting to us what they are, what their own belief is. Whereas mm. they are, they are, there's a lot, their depth, you know, they yeah. want to push on onto us. And when you start bringing out different things, it starts like, like, who are you? What authority yeah. do you know? What yeah, like you said, like you said, it will bring tribulation. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Once you when, decide, when you decide, yes. To, you know, yes. like you said, then you decide to to uh, uh, operate. Only say what he's saying. Only what he tells you. Just yes. say it. You seek to only do the will of God. Because ah. what you're doing is, you know, what you're doing is, you're also 
you are also you are shining light even in people's darkness, darkness that covers people. And what happens is you also you are doing for for some right. It is it is for them. It's like why is he doing this thing? So it, it's it's it might be something. Okay, as I'm even saying, I'm reminded of Saul. Right, Saul and David, isn't it? When David is like, you know, when Saul saw those, heard those things that those people were saying, or the women were saying about David, that's when he tried. And that's when David's persecution started. Mm-hmm. Yes, because what he did was the will of God, and that sin was what Saul could not do. Mm-hmm. And Saul mm-hmm. could not do it because he had mm-hmm. lost his footing with God, his peace with God. The, the, the... But he now saw one who did what he is supposed to do, and then he stood up, you understand, he stood up this hatred, mm-hmm. persecution. So it will always light to always make light is that which makes manifest, which makes manifest to always reveal darkness. Either the darkness that covers the earth or the darkness or the deep darkness that covers the people. And just based on this this example that you gave, you know, Paul lost Abbe Saul lost his footing with God because of the people. Yes. Because he didn't that, that seek the, the honor of God, the glory of God. When Samuel asked him, he said, because of the people. Whereas when God talked about David, he said, he's a man after my own heart. That he, is, he ruled the way I ruled. That means why David mm-hmm. always sought the heart of God in what? It is what God that tells him that he does. Mm. And that is faith. Big faith. That was, yes, that's how that I was made righteous. <laughs> So it's 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 very layered. It, it's you know, but we 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 bless God. We bless God. Um, okay, so let's just uh, let's just thank God for the word that we have received today. You know, thank you, Jesus. The Lord, the Lord has Jesus. said and. Love how it was just Jesus. He just shared it abroad. This person brought different dimension, but all of them coming together to to form one body of truth. One body of truth. All from one spirit. One Lord, one spirit, one Father, one God. Thank you, O God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, God, for the word that we have received. We pray, Lord, that this word will not depart from our hearts. This word will not depart from our hearts. This word will be rooted. Our confession will be, your word have I hidden in my heart. That I may not sin against you. That we always have your word before us. David said, I, I, I have the Lord always before me. 
meaning anything I do, the, the filter through which anything I do is the Lord. If it doesn't pass the test of the word of the Lord, I don't do it. If it doesn't glorify God, I don't do it. No matter who is saying it, no matter who requires it of me, no matter who desires it of me, as long as it does not glorify God, I will not do it. That we will seek to do that which the Lord reveals. We will live by faith, by sight. Walk in the spirit, in the flesh. To live, to live. Lord, we cannot do it now. By the supply of the Lord Jesus, please. God help me, help me, help me, help us, help us, help us, help us, without us, let 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 us, no be flesh, no be it our desire, us to die, us to die daily, us to die daily, world die daily, let our desire be against every hindrance, is to honor us to live upon is to honor you in good time, in bad time, in hard time, in the tribulations. Apost to be mindful, to be mindful, to be mindful, to be mindful of wanting to honor, to bring honor, to bring honor to your name, to bring glory to your name. Because in this, it cannot separate its strength. Can we have strength? So now Daily, we ask, oh God, that you will save Jesus, that you may quicken us by your spirit, quicken us by spirit, in righteousness, that our life will be yes. brought to a point where in the spirit that way in Christ, your spirit in is saying, Jesus said, I can of myself do nothing. I, I see my father and I do. Oh, pray for it is lish. We pray work for you. That wish. Christ has handed over to us. Help us to walk according to the walking of Christ Jesus. Help us not to walk according to that of the law that we can never please Help our walkings to be in the finished work of Christ Jesus. Oh, as my Father sent me, so I sent you and he prayed on them. Oh, better, Sumbela. 
Give us the grace to stand alone. If that is all what it takes to please you, you alone can put us in the right path. You alone know what you have been mindful of. Supposed to live life according to the volume of book as it is written of us. Let our hope not be dashed. Give us the grace to continue, to continue. Get to the point where we say only you have the word of life. Where else will we go? They said, really, you have the word of life. Lord, help us not to be pleased by none other, but by you. Uphold us with your right hand of righteousness. Give us the grace to stand, to keep on standing, even when we fall. Give us the grace to keep on standing, to rise, to rise, to rise. Rise, to rise, to rise, to rise. Make we have no strength of our hand. We lay all, we lay all, we lay all on the altar. We lay all of your grace today. I call Refekanda, Cabernoso, we brag a daily, daily, daily. Oh, I must say, you know our struggles, you know our prayers, you know our insecurities. Aya, 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 capacose, is zoom benene, la penaso cabala, ayende cobo hunda balaba, oh, baba baba, aya da 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 da, supposed to decide to follow. Jesus, ah, no pony back to the right or not to the left. To follow Jesus, wherever is leading us, we should go. Wherever is not leading us, give us a grace to say no. Let the precious and anaseke of the world, let the precious of our loved ones, let the precious of our family. Friend, a perando sukabala, a pepoko sukaba, menato breketo sukabala, 
in all experiences that we will be going through, oh Lord, at the back of our mind that you are faithful and just that has called take your eyes from beauty of vanity. Sokaba Jekovena Zalaberande Messe Prakate Ayadabaso Alabarokoto Mekaprokoto. You are the grace to make this decision to follow Jesus. No turning back. Oh, we have come this far. You didn't bring us this far to leave us all alone. Oh, Mefrafe de la cobo father lord we have heard our prayers even those that our mouth did not utter but our spirit prayed through our vessels according to your will for each person's life we know that you have heard us we ask that you help us. And as we have prayed, even in difficult times, that we always remember that all things work together for the good of them that love you and are the called according to your purpose. Help us, O oh God, to rejoice that nothing will take away our peace. Nothing will steal. Every enemy that comes to steal, to kill, or to destroy we come against them with the blood of Jesus. For the, Jesus. Blood of the power that is in the blood. We nullify and destroy their works. Works to kill. Works to steal. Works to destroy. Works and activities to manipulate your purpose and blessings away from our lives. We come against such works. We come against such activities. We come against such plots and programs and plans of darkness of the enemy with the blood of Jesus. And we render them useless and powerless and ineffective against us, against our brethren in Christ, against everything that concerns us. In the name of Jesus, oh God, that at the end, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done in us, through us, on earth as it is in heaven. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Amen.